the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, podcasts everywhere. I'm Todd Marquardt. Each episode, I talk about some aspect of Texas or federal law that seems to need some explaining. Do you have a question about the law? Email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. Because I'm licensed to practice law in Texas, uh, the State Bar of Texas governs my law license, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to follow your will. Please help Hector Signs and me give good information about federal income taxes today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today we're talking with Hector Sines, business consultant and tax specialist with Liberty Tax Service South San Antonio, and he and I will be talking about year-end tax planning and look at ways to time income and deductions during October, November, and December. Call Hector Signs at 210-355-3267, 210-355-3267, or email him at hector.signs, S is in Sam, A, E, N is in Nancy, Z, at Liberty South San, that's L I B is in boy, E R T is in Timothy, Y, S is in Sam, O U, T is in Timothy, H, S is in Sam, A, N is in Nancy.com 
to find out how your unique facts and circumstances can benefit from year-end income tax planning. Hector, this is uh, the second time you've been on the show this year. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoy being here. So today we're going to be talking about income taxes, and at the end of the year, it's different than at the beginning of the year. It is, yeah, because there's you know, a lot more strategy that has to go behind the end of year tax planning, right, and, and getting ready for tax season, right? So it's uh, all about, you know, what happened during the year and what can we do these last few months to, to make your tax results better. Right? So it's important to see uh, a tax specialist uh, at a time other than when you're preparing your tax return. Absolutely, right, because the IRS looks at everything by December 31st, right? What are your results by December 31st? Anything after that, it's a little too late. So yeah, right now it's a great time to start these strategies. Okay. And you do that consultation, I'm sure, with people. Do you have other people on your team that do that at the various locations that you manage? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, with Liberty Tax, you know, I am a consult- consultant regionally too, right? So yeah, every Liberty Tax has a tax professional, um, or they have someone on the team like myself, right, that can do more complex types of uh, strategies, right? So yeah, absolutely. We have a team of people that that'll help. So what locations do you supervise specifically? So I'm actually a franchisee for three locations, um, two on the south side of town, right? The, my main location is on Southwest Military over by South Park Mall. Um, and then I have one right here up, up the road, uh, Babcock and Hebner. Um, and then our third one is also on the south side of town. It's more of a satellite office to the one by South Park Mall. Okay. Yep. Good. And so people can call you, they can email you, or they can just walk in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, walk-ins, you know, you'll probably meet with my team. Uh, if you need an appointment with me specifically, yeah, you can call and email me and more than willing to help. Okay, great. So what are the five things that you wanted to talk about today? Well, we're, we're talking about year-end strategies, right? And so, you know, we're, we're talking about maximizing your deductions, uh, capitalizing on your tax credits, uh, retirement contributions, asset op- optimization, even estate planning, right? And this is kind of where you come into, right? right, where our partnership kind of comes together. Um, so those five things, I think, are, are some of the more critical and, and, and more helpful tax strategies at this time of year. Okay, well, let's let's talk again broadly about what are the, the benefits and, and reasons to do year-end tax planning. Um, doesn't the tax code stay the same all the time and you just do the same return every year? Well, tax code will vary, right? I mean, obviously, there's increases due to inflation or due to uh, different factors, right? And then, of course, uh, if you saw past couple of years with the pandemic, you know, there might be some uh, temporary changes in the tax code. So because it's constantly changing and, and constantly updating, you know, it's it's always important to consult with a tax professional um, on some of these uh, changes. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, a lot of these strategies can be taken over year year after year, right, and still have kind of the same impact. Some of them are the same, and, and for some there might be changes. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. Well, let's get into uh, some of the things that you recommend with uh, strategy number one. Yep. Tell us about uh, what is it a, a deduction? So 
deductions, what, what we kind of look at is, um, you know, things that happen during the year, right? And some, some of these deductions have to be specific to what the IRS allows. Um, so this is kind of what people consider their long form or their itemized deductions, right? So we're talking about medical expenses, uh, you know, taxes that you pay on your home, uh, even interest that you pay in your home, uh, charitable contributions. All those are deductions that you can take on your income. Uh, as long as it reaches a certain level of deduction, then you can apply that to your income and pay, you know, ultimately pay less taxes on the income mm -hmm. that you make during the year. So there's a, a standard deduction and then there's itemized deductions. Correct. How do you know when you're going to be allowed to take uh, your itemized deductions? Yeah, so itemized deductions, obviously, you want to take the highest of either your itemized or standard, right? Because you want the, the maximum. Mm -hmm. And so as long as your itemized deductions total up to be more than your standard, right, and it'll vary depending on your filing status, uh, as long as they're more than your uh, standard, then obviously you, you're going to want to itemize. So you're going to want to take the long form. Now, a lot of people assume that, oh, just because I kept all my medical receipts and, and I got my interest statements, a lot of people assume that they automatically itemize, right, which is not true, right? If mm -hmm. you're uh, going by the tax code, again, you're going to want to take the larger of those two deductions. And so do you help people figure out which ones they should be doing? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have, you know, state-of-the-art software and, and, and have, of course, years of knowledge, right? So uh, just by looking at forms, tax forms, we can tell whether you're going to be itemizing or taking your standard. Um, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're going through all those documents thoroughly and, um, you know, anything that qualifies, we're putting it on that tax return as a deduction. So you mentioned medical. Um, I would imagine that you have to have uh, pretty high medical expenses to be able to do that. Um, what are some other deductions that people might itemize? Other deductions that, that people don't really think about, um, you know, if you have a safe deposit box, right, uh, and, and you're paying a fee for that, that's actually a, a itemized deductions you can take. Um, you know, in, in regards to medical, you know, you brought up medical. Yes, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's a high amount because it has to go over 7.5% of your income in the first place, right? So that's the first uh, kind of mark that you have to hit. Um, but people don't realize there are other things aside from, you know, visiting the doctor, right? I mean, if you're having to pay for parking to go see the doctor, you can take that as a deduction, if you're having to upgrade your house, right, maybe you're having to add a ramp, right, mm -hmm. now you're in a wheelchair or, you know, uh, do things like that for your home for medical reasons, uh, those are also deductible, right? Okay. So people don't kind of see the big picture in that. And so that's why, you know, what we do is kind of interview the client, you know, based on what we find, um, you know, with their tax documents. We'll try to look, dig a little deeper and see if there's more that they can actually add to those deductions. And so this, at the end of the year, might be one of those opportunities when you decide whether to incur those uh, expenses the, these last three months, October, November, December, or whether you put that off until after January? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, right now, if you're, if you're making quite a bit of income, you know, and your, your tax result's going to be pretty high as far as your tax liability – then now would be the chance to, you know, make those home improvements for medical purposes or make that charitable contribution that you've been thinking of doing. Um, because, again, if you don't do it by December 31st, then, you know, it's going to be a little too late after that. Yeah. And same thing with income. Uh, what if I'm going to 
what if I think <laughs> I'm going to get a raise after the first of the year? Uh, how, do, how does that affect my, our end-of-year tax planning? Well, then you want to plan for next year, right? Um, you know, if you're going to get a raise, then, you know, it, it, it's a matter of looking at what that's – how that's going to impact you because you can still put money aside, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, right? Put money aside into a retirement account. Um, maybe put that into some assets, you know, things like that that we can kind of look at to, uh, to kind of help defer okay. some of that income. Okay. Yeah. Um, so strategy number two is uh, capitalize on tax credits. How is a tax credit different from a deduction? So deductions are a, a straight subtraction from your income, right? Tax credits are a result after we already know what your tax liability is. Right. So once we know your tax liability, then what we do is we apply tax credits, which there's two types. A lot of people don't realize there's actually two types of tax credits. There's a non-refundable type, right, which is going to be just a direct uh, deduction of tax liability based on the credits that you qualify for. And then there's refundable where you actually can get a refund from that type of tax credit. Right. So, for example, earned income credit, that's the big one, right? Okay, well, let's stop right there, and we're going to take a break, and when we come back, then you can talk more about the income tax credit. Todd Marquardt, stay tuned. all business owners and industry leaders seeking to elevate your brand and align with a highly targeted audience. Talk Law Radio invites you to partner with us in bringing in-depth interviews with expert guests, thought-provoking discussions, and practical advice on a variety of matters to the listening audience. Let us get your business name out into the community. Log on to TalkLawRadio.com to find out how you can become a sponsor. That's TalkLawRadio.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with Hector Sines, a business consultant and tax specialist with Liberty Tax Services, South San Antonio. And we've been talking about some of the year-end tax planning techniques and strategies that he recommends. Um, but we can't give you specific advice about your unique situation here on the show today because your facts and circumstances are unique to you. And so it's best if you work with somebody one-to-one like Hector and you can call him or email him and I'll find that uh, phone. Why don't you tell him your phone number and email? Sure. Yeah. My phone number is uh, area code 210, obviously. 355-3267 is my cell phone. You can call, text, leave a voicemail if I don't answer. Uh, Always good about getting back to voicemails. Um, email is hector.signs at libertysouthsan.com. Okay. So before the break, we talked about maximizing deductions, and then we talked about a little bit about capitalizing on tax credits, and you explained what the difference between a deduction and a credit was. And then you said there were two types of tax credits and one was non-refundable and one was refundable. Mm-hmm. And so uh, pick it up from there. Yeah, yeah. So, again, non-refundable and refundable. So we, we go, you know, again, based on how we structure the tax return, 
uh, we go with the non-refundable ones first, right? And so a lot of these non-refundables, like I said, will just basically be a straight deduction to your tax liability. Um, for example, child tax credit, right? So child tax credit is one that is actually kind of on both sides, right? It, it starts off as a non-refundable. So, you know, assuming that you, let's say that your tax liability is $1,500, I can apply up to $2,000 of this child tax credit to reduce that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, because it's non-refundable, I can't go over that liability, right? So $1,500, the maximum I can use out of that child tax credit. Um, so that's how it works on the non-refundable side. On the refundable side, like I said, you can go over the amount that you use, right? So if your liability, like, a, again, child tax credit was $1,500, but I have $2,000, well, I have the extra $500 that'll come back to me as what's called additional child tax credit, which is a refundable credit. Um, so there's multiple credits out, out there that, that can help. They are based on income, right? So meaning once you reach a certain uh, maximum income, then it, the, it's, it's a threshold, right? So once you reach that threshold, uh, you're either going to reduce that credit or it's going to phase out completely, right? So it is income-based. Okay. And what are some other uh, – there's an income tax credit, right, earned income tax. What is that about? Yeah, the earned income tax credit. So that one is one of the bigger ones. I mean, you know, you're t for 2023, for example, you're talking about a maximum of 7430 right? And that is a refundable credit, meaning that can add over $7,000 to your refund. So basically what that one is, is as you earn income, this credit will maximize, right? At a certain point, it'll, it'll maximize. And as you earn more income, it'll start getting reduced, right? So a lot of people assume that, well, because I made more income, my earned income credit should go up, right? Mm -hmm. It's true in a sense, but again, you, you phase out a certain max, right? So once you max it out and you start making more income, it starts dropping up until you phase out completely, right? Okay. So, and there's an education credit. What's that about? Yeah, education credit. So if you are in post-secondary education, right, your college, universities, uh, even if you're going just for to get a certificate of some sort, right, to, to, to get a job, um, those types of courses and the tuition involved with those courses can actually be deductible, right? Now we're talking about out-of-pocket expenses, right? So if you're getting scholarships, uh, getting grants, things like that. Obviously, there's no, nothing out of pocket, so you wouldn't qualify for the credit. But, you know, if you do have out-of-pocket expenses for these uh, programs, you know, for your um, colleges, you know, tuitions, things like that, um, then you can use two types of, uh, one of two types of uh, education credits, right? Um, one of them is up to $2,000, another one up to 2500 right? So if you qualify for any of those, um, then we'll apply that to the tax return, right? And it's a, a credit. Again, one of them is non-refundable, one's refundable. So you can maximize your refund by using either of those two. Okay. And does that only apply to uh, young people in their late teens and early 20s? <laughs> or does it apply to everybody? Like, could I go back to uh, school to get a broadcasting degree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, there is no age limit. What there is a limit to for the, the refundable one, right, which is called the uh, American Opportunity Credits. So that one is uh, really based on how many years of post-secondary education, right? So you can only use that up to four years. Okay. After that, we're using what's called the lifetime credit, right? So the lifetime credit, just in, in its name, right, you can use it for uh, for a lifetime, right? If you, okay. I, I remember when I was in college, I was going with 
people that were in their 50s, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so they can still use that credit if they qualify for that. Okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, next on the strategy list would be retirement strategies. Uh, what are the tax advantages of contributing to retirement accounts? Yeah, for these next few strategies, you know, the way I look at them is it's, it's a deferral, right? We're deferring this income so that it's not taxed now. And so for retirement, you know, there's different types of retirement um, vehicles that you can use to defer the taxes on the income that you're generating, right? So for example, 401k, you can max that out by putting up to, you know, 2023 is somewhere around 22,000 in your 401k, right? And so that's 22,000 of income that you don't have to pay taxes on now, but rather later when mm -hmm. you actually start taking it out during retirement, right? So these, uh, again, different types of retirement accounts is more of a deferral of these taxes. And and also a traditional IRA, right? Correct. Yeah, traditional IRAs. Now, there there are going to be uh, limits, right? So like I said, the, the 401k is probably the most that you can kind of maximize that that uh, deferral at the 22000 For your IRAs, you know, those are going to be uh, a little more limited, right? So for example, an, uh, an IRA is going to have a maximum of 6500 that you can defer, right, without, mm -hmm. without paying taxes. Um, you know, so things like that you have to kind of consider, especially with our business clients, right? So when we meet with business clients, we, we try to look at the different things that they're uh, investing in, you know, for retirement. A lot of them like to set up those IRAs, which are great. But if you notice that the, the, the maximum versus a 401k is not as much, right? right? So we might consider, uh, you know, restructuring their business so that they can qualify to invest into a 401k. And take okay. those maximum deductions. Interesting. Mm -hmm. How about the Roth IRA? How does that fit? So Roth IRA, you know, it's a little different because that is going to be, you know, more where you're paying the taxes now. So later when you take that money out, um, it's going to be non-taxable, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it really, you know, depending on where you see your income in the future, right? If you see that, okay, well, based on my assets, based on my investments, I'd rather pay the taxes now because my tax you know, uh, rate is higher than what it's going to be, or low, excuse me, lower than what it's going to be later, then you might want to take advantage of that paying the lower taxes now, right? Right. Uh, so that way later when you take the money out, it's tax-free, right? So that's the difference between the two, right? So traditional, again, traditional is more like traditionally your 401ks type thing. So that's kind of where that name comes from. So again, it depends on when you want to pay the taxes on that, on that okay. income. And are there other ways of saving money uh, that you're familiar with that um, are outside of this, uh, the tax regulations for retirement, um, like uh, saving money through life insurance or, or just investments? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many different vehicles that you can use, right? Life insurance is one of them, <clears throat> you know, especially, like I said, those that are self-employed, right? They can definitely take advantage of, of investing in those types of things. Another one that people don't realize that they can actually use as a, a deferral or a reduction of income is their um, medical savings accounts, right, like an HSA, because um, those are very similar to your, um, your retirement investments where the money that you put into this, um, into this account, you're reducing, like you don't have to pay taxes mm -hmm. on that income, right? 
And so, you know, again, you know, just different just depends on the person's uh, situation, right? Because it, it might make sense for them to, to do those investments and defer the taxes. Mm-hmm. But there's some people that need the income, right? So it might not be so much uh, of a great strategy for them, right? So we kind of take a look at those, uh, those options and weigh what's, what's best for them. Okay, good. And saving for retirement is a good thing because uh, once you stop working and you're not getting wages anymore, you need to get money from somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, you need those uh, those assets later on that are going to give you money mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, well, we'll start with uh, the next strategy for asset optimization and see if we uh, finish this or, or carry over after the, the next break. Uh, what type of assets do you mean here? Asset optimization are, are assets that you're investing in. Right. So what I mean by that is it could be houses, it could be stocks, bonds, you know, things, things of that nature. The way we talk about the optimization portion is, you know, you got to think of, of, you know, if it's an investor, they're buying and selling these assets. Right. And these these uh, assets can either increase in value or they can decrease in value. Right. So let's take some stocks. For example, I have. You know, especially with the pandemic, a lot of people got into Robin Hood and, and these right. meme stocks and stuff like that, right? And so some of them did very well. Some of them took some big losses, right? And so you have to kind of weigh those two. So, for example, to optimize some of these assets, let's say that you had a very big gain. You had a very good uh, investment that you took on maybe a day trade or a swing trade, um, you know, and, and did very well for you. Right. But then there was others that didn't do so well, but you're holding on to those because you think that it's going to go up. Right. right. Now that we're at the end of the year, my advice to some of these clients would be, hey, let's sell some of these losers. Right. Because the losses on those would actually reduce the gains on mm-hmm. the big ones. And so by doing that, now you're reducing your, your gains that you had on the big ones. Right. So that you don't have to pay so much taxes on that income. So you have uh, the tax strategy on one hand and your investment strategy on the other mm-hmm. that you have to consider both. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that way you can, again, maximize the tax opportunity mm-hmm. on that, right? At the end of the day, you know, it's, it's still the same results, still have the same amount of income in your bank, but you're, you're realizing those losses to be able to reduce your tax liability. Okay, we got to take a break. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 